Adrian. Hello. Adrian, it's Mark Watson. Look, I know your mouth is super numbed up right now from that dental surgery you had, but I need some last-minute advice about the game tonight against L.A. You had some pretty unclear instructions. I still have some questions. Oh, uh-huh. All right, so first question. Should we start Dunlady? Hmm. Oh, boo. Boo. Not, not digging that. I understand. Oh, uh, boo. Yes. Adrian, we're hearing you loud and clear. Boo. Boo Dunlady. Boo him. I get it. Okay, what? fine. What? Uh, huh? What about Darwin? Do you have huh? any instructions for how Darwin should play? Darwin. Uh, uh, from a kickoff. Take, take off? Take take night off. Oh, uh, uh, off. Okay, fine. I'll tell him to take it easy. Huh? Adrian, calm huh? down. I I thought these were supposed to make you a little more chill. Come on. Huh? Huh? What about the left wing? Who do you want starting on the left? Left wing. The start Finn. Start Finn. Finn. The Finn, Rasmus Schuler. Okay, no, yes, yes, I understand. Ras Schuler. No, Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yeah, yeah, you're saying Rasmus Schuler. I get it. Okay. Jeez. Huh? huh? John, John, I think these meds are a little bit stronger than we thought they were. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, they don't let me talk about it because of time, but oh my god, you guys, the stadium, it's so amazing. Oh my goodness, it's so cool. Calm yourself. Seriously. Calm yourself, so Colin. cool, Cut you his guys. Cut his you mic. don't know. Cut his mic. You don't understand. <laughs> recorded right this is all our recording <laughs> Nick, you keep this in <laughs> welcome guys to the first podcast this year after the loons have lost so far we've only had wins you know we've been spoiled spoiled children here in minnesota with the embarrassment of riches that we have had you know over the last two games before this one and um you know me, I'm just I'm just really depressed now. I uh, don't know why I live anymore. You know, it's uh, it's no point. Did you break your glass table and your dogs dogs are howling and your kid is crying in the corner? Yeah, you know, the I was walking down the street, a car splashed water on me. Then, like, there was a burst of lightning. Um, yeah, all, all all the movie tropes, basically. Well, I was uh, referencing that obviously fate to bore out. Atlanta, oh Twitter account. Oh yeah, that that's a weird account. Yeah, that's a very weird account. But hey, I want to ask you guys something uh, this week, which is um, I had it there for a second. Have there been occasions on which you've forgotten? Th- no, it's not. It's not the question. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Have I forgotten something? No, never. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> oh, what are we talking this, about? My mind is a steel trap. What what kind of metaphors do you use for your mind typically? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never used steel trap. That's the first time. Green <laughs> Jello, mm, green Jello. You, uh, I like purple. What color Jello do you like? Typically, if you had a choice, I don't know, any five. color Jello, 
Like, and they all taste the same. Like, there's yeah, no they taste really difference. do. So, um, which color jello are you going to pick? Blue. Blue. I mean, yeah. 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 Red blue. for me, just because I can convince myself it tastes like other things that taste like red. Mm, blood, blood of your enemies. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I like purple jello, and then part of me also likes um, orange jello. Oh, orange was the worst. No, but yeah. see, we were saying that they all, they all taste agnostic. Yeah, but it still tastes bad. Yeah, and it still does. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, I'm glad we got that straight. Hey, let's move into the first segment of our show called Don't Look Back in Anger. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward, only forward, because ahead might be a victory. Behind, there's a loss. And that loss came against LA Galaxy. And I just realized every week now I'm going to have to say we only look forward and then talk about what happened the week prior. But we're just going to keep that, say that that's an in-joke from yeah. now on. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right, it, it's kind of like the two United fans thing where there's like three of us that do the podcast plus a producer. Uh, Mike writes for the website. Yeah. Jake helps conceive the sketches. So yeah, that's just, you know, yeah. it's like five of us now. It's pretty, six, six. Six United fans just doesn't roll off the mouth as no, well. You know? it yeah. does not. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> LA Galaxy 3, Minnesota United 2 at uh, the former StubHub Center, now known as Dignity Health something something. At one point, I think it was the, um, it might have been the LA Times reporter um, had tweeted out something about Zlatan not being a Dignity Heath sports park. <laughs> and I said in a Slack channel that I'm in, that's the first time I've ever seen Dignity and Heath in the same sentence. Oh, God. Hey, I, Heath Bars have a lot of dignity to them. That's why they're my favorite. Well, Minnesota United left with their dignity and somewhat good health after putting those two goals in to I get mean, a cancellation. Yeah, no Could have been much yeah. worse. It, yeah. Should have been much it, worse. It, it really was much worse. The but. first half was absolutely atrocious. Loons having very little control of the ball. I think at one point it was 30% possession by mm-hmm. us. Price was that high. Yeah. yeah. Loons unable to string together any sort of combination of passes. Galaxy pressuring them off the ball immediately. Uh, Loons looking inept in defense, unsure of when to apply pressure and when to step back, who to mark when. That stayed a problem throughout the entire game, the mm-hmm. man marking issue. Um, and Quintero off night. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean, probably he, his worst game for as a Loon since he's gotten here. Yeah. And he was marked out of eternity in that game. But yeah. And it, it was kind of one of those nights where it didn't seem like Minnesota was fully ready for the game. They didn't seem... They seemed like they understood the tactics that LA was going to play with. They didn't understand how controlling of a pace they would set. It was past the bedtime. I mean, it was 9.30 yeah. our time the oh, game started. God. That was a late, late night. Late night, yeah. I, I, I do think, though, that even from a tactic standpoint, when they're, when one of your players being marked out of the park, usually it's an opportunity for some other players that are being marked more poorly. And well, we didn't see any of our guys step up. I think part of the problem was that LA had so many guys in midfield and we had two. Schuller, yeah. Ibarra was cutting in to give, give Ozzy and Gregish support, but Schuller just didn't know what he was doing. He's not a natural left winger. He doesn't know what to do in that position, particularly when you need to, when you see a tactical change is needed during the game. Yeah, and I think this was the first game where he really had a lot of 
pressure against his area defensively. Yeah. So he wasn't really able to do that movement inside where he almost plays as a third central midfielder. He did have to play further out wide throughout the entire game. So that definitely hurt his ability to get any sort of traction. I really do just think, though, that the fact that the Galaxy was playing so quickly, that seemed to throw off the rhythm that Minnesota had in trying to string a couple of passes into the midfield even. Because they just didn't seem like they could hold the ball for anything. Uh, Anytime we'd win the ball off them in our own defensive half there was the whoever won the ball was swarmed by uh, Dallas players uh Emma Bulletin was a thorn in Romaine and uh Ozzy's sides all night just back and forth in between the two pointing and prodding and pressuring um and ended up like they we, Minnesota probably should have conceded before the penalty but Ozzy Alonso called for a penalty in the box um arguably not a penalty as, as, as discussed by Bobby Warshaw on MLS's own instant replay video service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. VAR was consulted. I don't... He didn't go to the monitor. Yeah, it, no. it wasn't referenced as a screen, but he was definitely talking to the video assistant. And... I... I don't think there was enough to overturn a penalty in that case. It didn't seem like it was a clear and, and obvious uh, error to call a penalty. I mean, full... Even sp- if it wasn't necessarily a penalty. Full speed, it looks like a penalty. I mean, a lot of these far decisions are like, oh, full speed definitely looks like this. And I can see why the, the decision was made yeah. by the ref. Even at half speed, like, you can see where Alonzo gets in, but you can also see some amount of contact. But he's also... I, I saw contact yeah. between Antunia kicking Alonzo. I did not yeah. see there was that contact. contact and that's on Antunia. And I that's when they fell over. Yeah. It wasn't when Ozzy was kicked. That's yeah. when the both players fell over, and that's when the call was made. Uh, I don't... Uh, the screen should be consulted. These VAR decisions are either taking too long. Either the person up in the sky should make the decision for the ref, or the ref should be, or should hear right after the decision, go to the screen, and should run to the screen immediately. Right. Yeah. And Talking I mean, into your headset for two minutes is not helping anyone so in the stadium or Jonathan, on the field. Jonathan Santo, Dos Santos. Uno gets, Santo. Uno Santo gets the, uh, gets the penalty. And then Chris Pontius doubles the lead just before the half. Loons go into their dressing room. 2-0. And... Honestly, deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, they, they deserved like 7 nil at that yeah, point. It, we were very lucky Zlatan wasn't playing because the amount of crosses that were coming into the box throughout the game, but especially in the first half, without a conversion from... The, there being an LA player to convert it with a header yeah. over the volley um, was incredible. And Zlatan would not have let those slide. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it honestly felt a lot like the way that Minnesota was playing going forward against Vancouver and San Jose. So when we come back out, Jan Gregish gets a long shot attempt, kind of a shoot, shoot at the moon, basically, which Bingham messes up and goes on the goal. Because Bingham isn't a good keeper. Something Mark Watson should know very well yes. yeah. from his time yeah. in San Jose. Like, I, I would have recommended to Wes Berdine over at Blackheart that that should not count as a Jan Gregish goal. That should count as a David Bingham own goal. <laughs> you wouldn't have to give out Gregish shots exactly. at Blackheart after Gregish scores. Well, unfortunately, though, our relief was 
short-lived because Sebastian Lejet decided to take it easy, take a vacation, and leisurely, slowly stroll into the Minnesota United box. He's kind of like, hey, how's it going, everybody? Looks like you'll are you have a play going on. Oh, nobody cares about me, huh? I'm just, I'm just going to stand here in front of the goal. And then a ball comes at him, and he knocks it in. Um, uh, let's poor defending. Uh, let's at least give a little bit of credit to Icopara, though, because he was manning two guys at once. Two guys at once. Uh, Botsall was drawn out to the left hand side to cover. I think it was Felcher on that side. Because uh, Calvo, who had lost the ball, didn't really track back as fast as he. I've seen him track back before. Yeah, Calvo also leaving uh, the left side unguarded on the Pontius goal. Yes. Earlier. Yep. He was further into the midfield than Gradius was in that goal. Yeah. Which he, shouldn't happen. Yeah, he was to the inside of Boxel on both of those goals. Yeah. We did it. You want to be a center back. You're a left back. Play left back. Yeah. We, we need, I mean, the, I think our defensive shape, we've seen this last year, is less than ideal. And we need someone to come in and shore it up. And yeah. that does not seem to have hap- happened as well as we could have wanted. And I think well, hold time on. will help that. We did sign Leap and Larry Olin. <laughs> oh, that's going to fix all our problems. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, quick quick note. Uh, towards the end, we had both Ibarras taken off. Rodriguez and Dunlady put on. Ethan Finlay was also put on for the very much struggling Raz Schuler early on in the second yeah. half. Uh, which those three people together, I think, combined with the fact that a high press that LA was doing is going to leave their players a little bit tired. Their speed, the three new guys, was able well, to give the loons. Well, well, Dunlady no, and yeah. Finley speed, uh, Rodriguez's physicality yeah, on the tired center sure. backs. Yeah, and Rodriguez, I think, was needed more just to kind of calm down the center of the field. Yeah, R- R- Mario has been did, uh, been decent making those runs, but he's not going to put any bodies on any center backs and make right. them feel any pressure. Rodriguez can do that, and Dunlady, his first game, really, his first real action. Bad since last se- last season looked pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. he he didn't have not preseason. Yeah, not considering his lack of preseason, not considering his injuries last year, he looked fine. And That's saying something for where he was in terms of his fitness. He did uh, play a role, heading the ball towards the post, and uh, Rodriguez managing to get the consolation goal for the Loons second. Yeah, and a great cross by uh, Roman has. He's put putting those in all season so far, and not really none of them have really been met by anyone of any with any aerial threat. So that's see yeah. a lot he did on that, and with Rodriguez and did on a couple of those crosses throughout the season, none of you did too. So to sum it up, basically, you can take the cynical view that both our two previous opponents that we've won against have come out of all three of their games with zero points. Yep. You could say that, or you could take the bright side view that this game would have ended three nil or much worse. Uh, in 2017 or 2018 and the the two consolation goals does show some spirit so hey we'll see uh, in the future weeks what 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 it actually turns out to have been or Um, better yet you can take the view that there's a new stadium opening up and it's fucking gorgeous colin got to tour the stadium today yes i did and he's got photos on his twitter feed he's gonna post some of them on a article on twounitedfans.com with some of his views, yes. Let's hope so. Um, assuming that I can get all of them off my phone. Um, but yeah, I if mean, if you're a phone tech, call Colin. Yeah, on his phone. Like I was surprised they did not update to iCloud yet, and I usually import everything to Are my. Are you iPad. sure you haven't got hacked by that 400 pound hacker that Trump talks about, who uh, takes oh, yeah, iCloud photos? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm starting to like 
look more like that than not so actually probably the goosefer is gonna call you and be like if you don't i will put up all this stuff about you online and you'll be like actually dude do you listen to my podcast i say all that stuff out loud like goosefer the mortal enemy of velour fc up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fashion corner with caleb hey uh you mentioned earlier that we signed leaping larry Olam. yes indeed. and we did uh man who played for the minnesota thunder back in the day who knew that uh, we could sign a guy from the lower divisions without any criticism, but except that you know he's been playing with the Timbers in the upper divisions. Yeah, and SKC and as well. SKC, yeah. You know, but, it, uh, Larry Olam has had a longer and more productive career than anyone should have expected when he played for the Thunder. Okay, like uh, he's actually developed into a pretty solid, positionally aware defensive midfielder. Can back up as a center back. Um, provide some aerial ability as obvious by yeah. his nickname this means that Dotson can go and get minutes somewhere else. yeah yeah Did like full games instead of five minute cameos exactly yeah. so so that's good uh we have some international call-ups romario has been called up to play with ecuador calvo with costa rica respect schuler has been called up with finland gregish with slovakia metanier with madagascar so yeah. they're all gonna be gone until the Late late March, basically. Yeah. End of March. They'll be back before the next game is the Revs, though. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The latest game for anyone is Romario and Calvo and Schuler as well, uh, playing on the 26th. So they'll have three days off before. Yeah. Who knew we could ask for the FIFA window off? Us, apparently. Nice. Uh, Let's. uh, We did, though. We did. We we asked for it off. I'm, I'm thinking of like. 2017 when we had to oh, play right. a yes. back five with a traffic with Joe Greenspan I think Justin Davis was in that back line Jermaine Taylor probably was uh, no he was probably on international with Jamaica yeah I think he was <laughs> alright let's now let's now move into a section that we call the championship but the championship is a game is it a game is it a league no it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. First up, MLS. Uh, the the CONCACAF Champions League didn't go so well for MLS, but at the same time, better than anyone expected it to after the first leg of games. You know, it still didn't really go that much better. I mean, let's, SKC let's went through, yeah. which nobody thought would happen. Credit to SKC. They turned CCL fever into just like that lingering, persistent cough. Um, it's they somehow will, worse. Well... I would rather at least have like a. I'd rather have that long term cough than like have to go through a fever for like three weeks. So, first of all, Santos Laguna and Tigres both beat the Red Bulls and Houston uh, on their home legs. And the Red Bulls at least looked like they were going to make a game of it after 10 minutes and then just collapsed. Atlanta beat Monterey 1 0, but it wasn't enough because Monterey went through. That was the first absolute delight. That was the first time that Monterey lost since December in any competition. I don't care. They were just taking it the easy. bore out. The bore out. The bore out. SKC though did manage to beat Independiente. Indip- oh, God, I got Independiente. Yes. You still said yeah. it wrong because you were laughing through it. It's great. Uh, and so, so it was three 0 to SKC on that one, and beating the aggregate. Uh, a bit of news 
for MLS uh, and Miami, who were supposed to have a stadium, what, five years ago? Yeah. It turns out that they've decided to play at Lockhart Stadium. Well, they want to play. It's got to be approved by the city who haven't yet, and they've got a rival bid competing against them from FX, FXE Football. And uh, once that bid gets accepted, they also do need to hire Timber Joey to, like, log the shit out of Lockhart because it uh, has turned into a nature preserve. I mean, if you've seen Artifa from last year, Paul Bunyan do it half the time. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, this looked like an episode of Between Two Ferns, like David Beckham flanked by these huge plants growing off out of the Lockhart, Lockhart pitch. And any minute you were just expecting the camera to pan to Zach Galifianakis giving him, like, a, you know, just a deadpan look like you want to play at Lockhart. You actually want to play at Lockhart. And Beckham be like, yeah, I want to. You got a problem with that, mate. And, uh. No, but the Sierra Club does. Right, exactly. I mean, it's mm-hmm. blatant deforestation. Also, I, you gotta bet there's some people in, in New York City at NYCFC being like, "What? We could we could be playing in New Jersey right now. We don't have to play in the place that we say we're playing in." Dude, what? honestly, why are we paying a million dollars per game to Yankee Stadium? Honestly, they could play in Hartford, and it would still be closer than Miami. Yeah, Miami and uh, Lockhart Stadium, which is in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, forty minute drive. Yeah, yeah. With this no is, traffic. I mean, it's hard to state how overstate how embarrassing this is for Beckham and Go. Like, it's just they could have been playing at Lockhart five years ago. Like literally, back then the pitch was actually in shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when Miami was first announced, they could have immediately started at Lockhart, and now they're basically going there with their legs, uh, the the tail tucked between their, their legs. Their legs between their tails. <laughs> How many tails do those, uh, what is it, uh, herons have? I don't know. I, I, I'm fairly I'm certain a, that's just one. You know, I, all I want person. now is there to be an art exhibit of all the beautiful renders of the different stadiums Miami has proposed. Like the one in the harbor, the Overton site, that other one site that they were talking about one point, like Silva Stadium. Just like, uh, just like you know, call, call it something really bougie and lame, like death of a soccer dream or something like that. <laughs> and like serve wine and cheese curds, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, and serve wine and cheese curds. You got a problem with that? I don't think so. Let's move I, on. I, I've <laughs> never heard of such a thing, and it sounds fantastic. You never drank in Wisconsin, yeah. But you drink wine in Wisconsin? I got married at a winery in Wisconsin. That's Dude, great. Dude, it's the beer state. Like, you have the champagne and they have of great beers. Wine. Here, spoiler alert there, Colin. Had a great beer. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> well, so I'm, what? I'm leaving. <laughs> Team that weren't living the highlight for Chicago, who got taken down 4-2 by Seattle. Um, is it still called Toyota Stadium? It's called something else now, right? Toyota Park? What was it? Uh, someone else took over the name. Um, Seat Geek um, did. Yeah, oh, Seat yeah, Geek that's Stadium. Right. That's right. That's right. The, the Seat Geek Stadium. But Seattle, though, uh, basically inter-Miami cover act at this point, you know. Um, yeah, the black and pink. Yeah, exactly. Kit. And I want that jersey. Just steal it from Nick when he... I know. Says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. He'll never, on the air. He'll he'll never hear, this. hear this. It's fine. Yeah. He'll listen to when he <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's not cutting this episode. Chicago signed Gaetan, Nico Gaetan, on a TAM deal. TAM deal in scare quotes because it'll be a designated player deal when they exercise his option next year because they're basically doing the reverse of what the Galaxy wanted to do to Gio Dos Santos. I mean, Gaetan, let's 
is an Argentine footballer, 31 years old. He's supposed to be pretty darn good. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's position, understating it. What position does he play? Number 10. Oh, he's not going to help their defense then. No. Because they're bad. They yeah. were... defense is bad. Seattle picked them apart in this game and uh, went 2-0 up. Like, right away, no less. Yeah. It was just... Through a shambles of a back line. Yeah. Just not together, not holding anyone holding One guy holding a runner on side, letting Jordan Morris just kind of go straight through them. Two goals were too easy for Seattle. Schweinsteiger looks like he's completely inept now for some he's reason. Playing well, yeah. out of position. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing as at a, center back. Yeah. They he's are, not a center back. He's a six. Yeah. Like he's a six almost in almost a ten now. Should, should we should we start the free Schweinsteiger campaign? I mean I don't want him. It, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't I, I'm take not saying him. we want him. I wouldn't we take help him, him. I wouldn't take help him the for man. free, so screw that. Well, Ladero almost missed a penalty in this game, but uh Rui Diaz managed to get it into the goal. He's stored in, what, seven consecutive MLS games now? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. Tied for sixth most in MLS history. Morris, Jordan Morris, the man with no neck, also getting a game uh, or goal in this game. And uh, now Chicago has earned two points or fewer in all of their opening three games for for the sixth time in seven seasons. Because they're not good. No, they are not. Oof. Oof. Chicago becoming the Chivas. Of our times. Well, they have the same first three letters, so they it's, do. it's right there. It's obvious. Chivasgo. Chivasgo. There we go. Dr. Chivasgo. <laughs> Columbus. We'll call Val Kilmer. Columbus played FC Dallas. Columbus winning this game 1 0. Yeah, Gaston Sorrow with uh, the only goal in this game. Uh, he was, he's been out past two years with knee injuries, scored two goals in the first two games for them. So, yeah. Turns out no one scores like Gaston because nobody did in this game other than him. Zach Steffen got a mild knee injury. Yeah, um, just like a slight knock. Uh, the good thing is that American was planning on a uh, Max 8 flight between Columbus and Orlando. So they waived the change fees for the U.S. Soccer Federation. That allowed uh, Jesse Gonzalez to take Zach Steffen's spot. It's too bad these planes are so complicated these days. I know. like be simpler. Yeah. I don't want Albert Einstein as my pilot, man. Because he's dead. Who puts a dead body in the... Freaking cockpit. Jesus, take the wheel. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, we shouldn't be worried. The notes say, should we be worried that they got less than 10,000 people at this game? Probably not. It's cold as fuck in the Midwest. Yeah. And it was, so. and it was St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Like, there was exactly. no one at the shop. Yeah, it was the weekend before. There were probably about 10,000 people, like, drunk and oh. on the floor in, the, outside the stadium. Exactly. The day before St. Paddy's Day, but the day everyone celebrated St. Paddy's right. Day. Right. Oh, it was great. St. Patrick's Day observed. Yes. It was fantastic to see um, some Seattle fans in downtown Chicago taking pictures of the green Chicago River saying, looks like Chicago decided to turn the river green in in uh, deference to the Sounders, and that was pretty great. Good Houston played Vancouver in Texas. This game ending 3-2 to Houston. Uh, Memo Rodriguez with a pair of goals here, um, both assisted by Albert Elise. Um, he's pretty good, that Elise guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like he's uh, getting ready to get sold to Europe or something. Um, <laughs> penalty for both uh, Vancouver and Houston, uh, kind of in between those goals. Uh, Las Mangora also with a very nice run, even, I, I'd say, well defended by um, Alias Struna. Not a whole lot you could do there. Yeah, like he, he just broke his ankles and was able to curl it in. That was uh, Vancouver's first goal from open play 
this season. Mm, Dos Santos needing to do some work there. Hey, PC got uh, a start here, by the way. Victor Giro, our old nemesis from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I mean, he's still I, in the lead. Yeah, he surprising. He, is, he said goodbye to America. I thought when he like got dropped by Orlando last no, year. No, that was Stefano Pina that did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. I mean, technically, he did leave America. He's in Canada now. So, ah, yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> Red Bulls. You were just there, man. Red Bulls played San Jose. This game ended four-one to the Red Bulls, but it didn't look that way at the end of the first half, which San Jose went into one-nil up. They won the first half. Progress. Yeah, and everyone's like, Almeida has come good. His system is finally taken. <laughs> and then, no. Turns out, oh, no. Turns out when you, you have a defense made out of, of man-marking, it really hurts your defense when you don't man-mark. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of sad. because uh, happened on almost every doll in this tournament. Yeah. You can just see Matas Almeida's hopes and dreams get deleted goal by goal. Um, as the camera panned on him every time. He's, he's taking his phone out, let's see if Cruz is all tall. They haven't yeah, yet. Exactly. No, he's just maybe, checking. Maybe they haven't done my test messages. Nah, he's checking the recruiter at this point. Dot, dot, dot appeared, and so they were typing, then disappeared, and then nothing showed up from Cruz no. Azul. Oh. Yeah. Red at 5 p.m. on his last <laughs> message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Oh. It's oh. best when it's just delivered. Like, maybe they died. Maybe <laughs> they lost their <laughs> phone. They died. But probably they died. So. One other quick note from this game is that um, the Garden State Ultras, a group that is not officially recognized by the Red Bull New York front office, broke into the away supporters stand during halftime, stole some flags and then stole a Quake supporters uh, homemade banner later or at the same time. Or it's unclear exactly the sequence of events here. And then which led to a scuffle in, one, in the concourses as this guy tried to get his banner back. And then one of the GSU guys was uh, arrested. So... Some nasty scenes there. Hopefully, the Red Bulls front office takes some stark action and gets these guys out of there. Orlando playing Montreal. Montreal curb-stomping Orlando 3-0 until Dom Dwyer managing to get the one-goal uh, consolation. Yeah, uh, again, Orlando's defense must have been like, Shadow's defense wouldn't be just like them, but worse. And they were. It was hilarious. They let up the first two goals in two minutes. Literally on the kickoff after the first goal that uh, Orgy Atwan Atwanko scored. Are you saying that everybody scored? Yeah, it was was a proper Orgy. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to move past it, but thanks, guys. Uh, But sort of some kickoff, Orlando turns it over, bad, bad pass by Shane O'Neill. Piatti gets onto it and curls into open net. It was just so easy. It's hilarious. Piatti does get a second goal. Then, as I said, Dom Dwar gets the late. Constellation, and then the scuffle breaks out. Um, yeah, uh, Dwyer. He, he's five foot nine, so he's not that little, but he definitely has a little bit of a Napoleon complex, I think. Well, he, he gets in the face of Diallo and is like, like pushing him with the chest and like getting in his face and talking smack. smack. And Diallo's like, this guy's too little, and just shoves him, like shoves him. But then he just falls to the ground, like he's been. I mean, prodded with a cattle prod. Like he, was, he falls to the ground like he's Dom Dwyer. There's yeah, no other really. way of describing I've seen, how depressingly sad it is I mean, to watch a grown man just crumple to the floor like that as if he has absolutely no shame. And, and you're saying that this is like some sort of complex. I think Dom Dwyer knows exactly what he's doing. He's making the situation worse, pissing off a player, knowing that the player is going to react and that he can play act better than anybody. Yeah. I've seen better acting in the days of our lives. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, it's real bad. Um, yeah. 
Samuel Piet's uh, face when Diallo pushes down Dwyer is everyone's reaction. Like, oh, yeah. come, come on. on. You had to know he was on. doing this. Like, it's also, fucking Dom Dwyer. Just don't... If you're gonna shove Dom Dwyer, shove Dom Dwyer. Don't just like... Yeah, like, yeah, if exactly. you're gonna shove Dom gonna Dwyer, fall. like, shove him while you're stepping on his foot and, like, make sure that his hips turn as well. So DC played, or I should say DC hosted RSL and uh, put five goals past them. Uh, before this game, Nick Romando being given a number 18 Romando jersey by DC in recognition of his efforts for that team um, before he moved to RSL. And, and nearly it, put 18 past him. Exactly. I was going to be like, it must have been some sort of signal. Um, Rooney getting the hat trick here. Uh, one of the most MLS things ever, though, happens when <laughs> Jefferson Savarino kicks a Lucho Acosta in the face and somehow manages to, in the same effort, kick the ball back into his own face. The it was beautiful game. And he was like arguing with the ref, like, no, I got hit in the face. Like, he didn't see the ball actually hit him in the face. Was, uh, yeah. No, you, you got, yeah. Yeah. Studs up in, Studs someone's, up in face. someone's face. It's a red card. Yeah. Clear red card. I don't know why he was arguing, but. Well, later on. Uh, Marco Silva also got sent off. Lucas Rodriguez, new player for DC this year, um, getting a lot of b- basically physicality thrown his way because he's a little guy and mm. uh, the RSL players trying to muscle him off the wall. Finally, though, Marco Silva did get sent off when he went a little too far on a, on a challenge in Rodriguez. Rodriguez then getting his first L, uh, LA, uh, MLS. MLS goal off a volley from a Rooney corner. <sighs> it was nice. I mean, it was, it nice. was it's very nice so volley. gorgeous. Holy crap. Like, it looks like Wayne Rooney is just loving life right now. Yeah, he's so creative. He's having so much fun. Like it, it was so bad that at one point Mike Pecky, after the game, said that while he doesn't typically condone players celebrating after a loss, he wanted his guys to go out and get a drink afterwards, in part <laughs> so they could cope, in part so they could figure out like some sort of man-to-man chemistry. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. It, the good news, at least, was that they were in D.C. instead of Salt Lake, because unlike in Salt Lake, uh, you can drink things that are not 4% by volume. True. And you can also probably get in underage at some of the Georgetown bars. No. Okay. All right. Fine. Sounds good. Um, New York City FC played LAFC. This game ending 2-2. Uh, the grass at Yankee Stadium does not look good. The grass at Allianz looked like a million times better. Yeah, and it's been under ice. It has. Ice, baby. Uh, The LAFC fans were very loud in this game, coming through on the broadcast, loud and clear, making the racket of themselves. Alexander Mitritsa gets his first MLS goal, and the announcer (laughs) goes, Alexander! (laughs) Like, it sounded like Adrian Heath took over the entire crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, Vela scores, Alex Ring scores, and finally Latif Blessing is brought down in the box for a penalty scored by Vela. FC Cincinnati, first home game hosted by the Timbers. Timbers before this game posting, y'all ready for the big league Cincinnati? <laughs> no, yes. Boys. Turns yes, out they we were. Are. Maybe, maybe don't tweet that when you're when you're out your best player and when you're out your best player, Diego Chara, you're toothless and then yeah. have lost... Almost every single day. Kendall was scoring their first ever MLS goal at Nippert Stadium. So that's the one that will go in the history books. Um, But two other great goals. Alan Cruz, Matthew Duplan, each scoring in the span of two minutes. Just 
FC Cincinnati fans deserve this, but it also made us kind of sad that our like, home opener was a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the scenes from Cincinnati, though, like they had a blocks uh, long march to the match. I mean, it, it was, was so cool. Yeah. And I was so jealous that they didn't have a fucking blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, though, hey, speaking of oh. jealousy and the opposite of that, Schadenfreude, I think. Sean Fred. Yeah, Sean yeah, yeah, Atlanta that's, that's what it is. playing Philadelphia Union. This game ending 1-1. Atlanta dropping points again at home. What up? So, after allowing five goals in two games, Philly failed to allow a shot or a f- completed final third pass by Atlanta United in the first 35 minutes. That's right. A team that had allowed five goals... And they stopped them from a single completed pass in the final third. God, I hope this half goes on for the entire season. I want Atlanta United to be bad, so bad this year. Miss the playoffs. Please. Uh, uh, like, uh, you know, I don't care whatever happens to Minnesota United. If Atlanta missed the playoffs, I'm on Twitter that whole day. Like, just, just <laughs> smiling my ass off. Posting that one crab video <laughs> you post that, every time something happens to atlanta it's like every time it's like i know it's a meme somewhere in your world oh God. i don't know what that meme is well fafa pico though after this game getting some abuse from a fan on instagram posting it to his own stories and disgusting it's basically a death threat that he receives for um there were two cup two chances that he wasn't able to capitalize on because of atlanta's defense being excellent in particular in yeah. one time miles robinson making a so massive run back while yeah. pico rounded the keeper. Miles Robinson's been the best thing that's happened in Frank DeBoer at Atlanta so far this year. Also, Bar- the Barco sub did manage that DeBoer asked for. Yeah. Barco managed to come on and then equalize the game, but could not push it past the line. Hey, Toronto... Uh, real yes. quick, the goal store by Philly home their own... Uh, was it Ben Aronson? Brendan. Brendan Aronson. Uh, 18 years old, number 10. Has played better than Marto Fabian has, so... But for that to be a has been able battle. to stay on the field longer than Marco Fabian yeah, has. But yeah, it's the first time MLS goal is 18. One to watch for the future in MLS. And also maybe the US U20 World Cup. Yeah, he's he's definitely on the radar for them. Yeah. Toronto hosting New England. This game ending 3-2 to Toronto. Thanks to a Josie Altador winner. Yeah. Ayo! Aiton Olaster is his first goal for uh, Toronto. Uh, Carlos still has a brace in this game. Is he good, guys? Are we were we wrong about him? No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Like, give it another like seven goals. So, so he doubles his professional career tally. <laughs> there was a controversial goal in this game. Jordan Hamilton scoring, and he's quote unquote clearly offside. Except a defender makes an attempt at the ball. Loons fans remember this is the same rule used in the 2014 semifinal against Fort Lauderdale Strikers that I have a huge grudge against. Where if a defender defender makes an attempt on the ball, uh, suddenly the guy behind him who's offside is no longer offside. Why? Because FIFA said so. It's a dumb fucking rule. Okay, moving on. It it was like the exact textbook of that rule because the defender made a kick for it, deflected it directly into his path. Still a stupid rule. Uh, Colorado played SKC this game ending 1-1. Tim Howard after this game, uh, Rapids fans showing him a thumbs down gesture as he walked, as Howard walked into the locker room. Howard comes back, argues with the fan. Um, Turns out Howard doesn't just argue with opposing fans, even his own. I wonder what he said about the fans mother this time. Yeah. Um, But he didn't Mm. play well on this game. He had a bad game despite only allowing one goal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deirdre Rubio scores a goal in Kansas City, his former club, celebrates much of the children of all well, that one uh, Twitter Frankie account. soccer fans who can't enjoy fun out there. He celebrated against his old team. It wasn't his childhood club or something. No. I mean, he just yeah. like... It's not like it was Atlanta United. Come on. Exactly. You know, like, (laughs) you've been there for decades. Decades. Johan Blomberg, though, getting his first minutes of 2019 and then immediately getting sent off just minutes later for a second (laughs) yellow for kicking the ball away. If you're going to get a second yellow, at least make it worth it, man. Like, kick Lucho Acosta in the face or something. Or, like, push Dom Dwyer down. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or like, step on Dom Dwyer's stupid face. We don't condone stepping on faces with cleats unless that's your fetish, then do you? Yeah. Hey, at this point, though, the game I'm was 1-0 one, one for Colorado. And then who else equalizes off, by the way, off that stoppage, the free kick that came from that Blomberg stoppage? Johnny Russell, it's him. It's that boy. It's always him. Comes on as a sub and scores. That, that's that's Johnny Russell. That's yeah, he's he been does. such a good signing for them. And he has a little cameo in Something Until I Die. Uh like very briefly in like the, in the first, first episode yeah. the first episode so, oh yeah. yeah he plays against us now he's really yeah. good yeah oh, damn it God, <laughs> I, I want him on our team so bad I want that in my life I want it that way too NWSL news uh, number one draft pick Kieran Davidson has signed a contract with the Chicago Red Stars it's almost like Sky Blue FC are bad because they weren't able to sign any of their top draft picks. Like, newsflash, you can actually do that. Yeah, Chicago. If your organization is an entire fire. Exactly. Yeah. Preseason in NWSL has started, but we shall wait for the regular season to start giving you results. At this point, though, let's start taking a break. We shall return with part two of our show in just a little bit. Welcome back to part two of our show. Uh, We will bring you some coverage of the lower leagues next week when Nippon returns with his reports. Uh, Just suffice it to say for now that the North Carolina, Texas Ranger, Tampa Bay Rowdies, um, OKC Energy, and one more team that I'm looking at right now, St. Louis FC, have all won their two games. And they're the only two... Only four teams so far that have won both their games, although a few teams do have a game in hand. All right, let's now move into a segment we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national teams as the women go into the World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Hey, speaking of the men, they've announced their roster for the friendlies against Ecuador and Chile. So, as we mentioned earlier, Zach Steffen is out due to a knee strain uh, that leaves Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, surprisingly enough, over Bill Hamid, Hamid. and Jesse Gonzalez. Probably Horvath's going to start, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Assume so. Um, you've got John Brooks, Omar Gonzalez, Tim Ream, Matt Miazga, DeAndre Yedlin, who's apparently going to be a winger. That, according to Greg Berhalter, Tyler Adams is apparently going to be the right back. I'm, it's, they're friendlies. Let's see what happens. Yeah. This is the time to experiment. You should experiment by having Miguel Ibarra as your right winger instead of DeAndre Evelyn. Yeah, agreed. Hey, Christian Pulisic, yeah. though, is in 
And uh, Berhalter says he'll play in one of those dual number eight or number ten roles. He should be, be number ten. Matani should be a, the number eight for this team. Yeah, but they're gonna be playing that four one four one. Oh, it's a, so, so probably yeah. rotate in and out. Yeah, I don't hate that. Trust. I think Matani's been very underrated on a very terrible team. Ramirez is back, though, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah long, good for him. Yeah, um, the entire forward line from the January camp is back and. Hopefully he continues to get some either late minutes or possibly even a start. So the men's U20s and U23s are training separately in Spain. Yeah, a lot of people were upset that guys like Tim Weah, Josh Sargent were not getting called into the senior team. It's what happens when you play 8 to 15 minutes a game. And uh, apparently, according to Paul Tenora, U.S. soccer are set to name Jason Kreiss as the coach for the Olympic team. What could go wrong? Um, diamonds. Diamonds everywhere. Diamonds are forever. I'd throw you diamonds in the sky. Yeah. Moosey in the sky with diamonds? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it I will... would rather take LSD than yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch the Jason Kreiss team play in the Olympics. So, All right. Interesting, at least. Let's now move into a segment we call They Call It Football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom, where they played the FA Cup this weekend. Yep. Um, Watford, Wolves, and Millwall advance over Palace, United, or Man United, and... Or actually, no, Brighton advance over Millwall. Because things are good in the world. Um, and then Man City also get through on some bullshit. Yeah, those of you complaining about VAR this last weekend, go talk to Swansea fans about how they feel about it. Because VAR would have given this game to Swansea, who are playing in the championship. Yes, indeed. Over league leaders, Man City. Yep. Um, Swansea was up 2-0 within 30 minutes. Um, the comeback was in the final 30 Include a soft penalty conceded by noted American Cameron Carter Vickers. <laughs> Notorious American. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, Vickers definitely got the ball first. Um, Aguero's PK bounced off the post, then bounced off of Christopher Nortfeldt for the own goal. That's even... That's that just, is adding more I feel insult so to this bad for him with that. Um, and then Sergio Aguero was offside for the winner, but VAR was not properly installed inside Liberty Stadium, so they were unable to use it, despite the fact that it had been used in the two games at the Etihad in previous rounds. Pep saying after this game, I'm sorry it was offside. I don't understand why VAR is not used in the competition at this stage. Hopefully next season this won't happen. The penalty was really lucky, but you need it, especially when you're in four competitions. I also believe he said in this that uh, he doesn't like to win this way. So he actually, he actually stated that flat out. Two Premier League results. Fulham getting beaten by Liverpool 2-1. James, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Miller scoring the penalty for a winner. And Everton beating Sarri 2-0. Oh, sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but really, at this point, sorry, Chelsea. Same thing, right? Yeah. Um, some good news for Chelsea and their fans. Tom, Tom Hudson-Odoi um, followed the England national team. Hopefully he'll get called up to the Chelsea senior team one of these days. That'd be nice. <laughs> Burn. Let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. 
First up, uh, FIFA approved conceptual plans to expand the World <laughs> Cup to 48 teams for uh, the Qatar 2022 World Cup, which includes apparently playing matches outside of Qatar. Yeah. If they wanted to play matches outside of Qatar, they should have the World Cup not in Qatar. I don't know. I'm I'm just yeah spitballing here yeah. as a ignorant American. Yeah, like how many bags of cash, brown paper bags of cash, do you have? Because I think that's more important. Than I have brown paper bags full of takeout. For... Yeah, you try that with Johnny and Fatino. Yeah, yeah. Right. go for in this bag is, is either a delicious euro or some money. Either way, you win. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would go for the delicious euro. Miraopolis, right, right there. Oh, I think we had man, a delicious sorry. euro in 2016. Don't you think? They're going to have another delicious Euro next year, too. <laughs> All right. Oh, I enjoyed that. FIFA has also proposed expanding the Club World Cup to 24 teams and replacing the Confederations Cup with it. The uh, A union of European clubs came out almost immediately and says, we will not participate. This includes most big clubs in Europe. So that's probably bad for this proposal. I want that to happen. I know I'm the only person outside of FIFA that wants that to happen. That would be so much fun. Why does Arsenal never be in it? It would be. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. I'm not even disputing With the kill that. Kill shot. Oh, I'm not disputing that <laughs> premise at all. If anything, I want Liverpool to get ground down with an extra random tournament no, in the middle of the I think summer. What's going to happen is if a if a European club gets put into this top European club, they'll use their youth teams to be like, you don't have some experience playing I mean, it's, crazy yeah, It's, it's going to be the equivalent of those stupid friendlies that they have over here anyway. It's not going to mean anything. The, the lead means more. The European uh, means, uh, competition means more. Domestic clubs mean more. The club World Cup isn't really a thing that yeah. clubs care about, I don't yeah. think. It's just an interruption also for MLS in the middle of its season, which I don't like. So, yeah. Greek Super League. Panathinaikos uh, 0, Olympiakos 1, but this match being abandoned after 70 minutes. Yeah, um, Olympiakos ended up getting awarded the victory uh, following some very horrific crowd violence. Uh, The game was stopped five minutes in uh, when a group of people um, ran onto the field and then attacked the visiting Olympiakos bench um, after Olympiakos scored during the second half. Uh, Riot police had to disperse tear gas into the crowd. Uh, Fans were crashing barricades, and eventually it was drifting too far into the field of play that the players were actually unable to even access parts of the pitch. Um, Banners were being set on fire. Very frightening scenes that apparently will lead to Panathinaikos getting a significant points deduction. Yeah, it should be just about the least of their... Million euros for them. Yeah, that's horrible. Champions League, uh, Man City destroy Schalke 7-0 to the point where Schalke's Twitter accounts are begging Man City to stop. Uh, Juve beat Atletico Madrid 3-0 to advance 3-2 on aggregate. This is, of course, the same um, fixture where in the first half, after Atletico went ahead, Diego Simeone making a crotch... Diamond gesture. The cojones. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cojones. They lacked those cojones in this game. Ronaldo scoring in this game and making the same gesture back. And uh, UFR have taken a dim view of this and have sanctioned him for it. Mm. Should probably sanctioned him and Simeone for it, but whatever. 
You may remember Bayern and Liverpool from their hit nil-nil game in the first leg. Well, turns out uh, Liverpool managed to put three past Bayern. The sequel's always better. At Allianz, while Bayern could only manage once. Uh, Sadio Mane putting in a couple of good goals. Breaking Manuel Neuer's legs on the first goal. Watch that highlight. It's I don't know how Neuer's so far out of his goal, but Mane makes a fool out of him. And then Rote van Dijk, great header, towering header, best center back. Best defender in the world, Mo Salah, puts the ball on a dime right onto Sadio Mane's head for the last goal. Just the best performance of the season for Liverpool in any competition. It was great. Who do you all draw in the next leg? We need uh, Porto. Porto. So, favorable draw, but still shouldn't look past it. Banana peel moment. Banana peel moment, potentially. Uh, Some Europa League results. Chelsea beat uh, Kiev 5-0. And advance eight nil on aggregate. Um, Chelsea sent a complaint into UEFA after reports that Callum Hudson Odoi uh, suffered racist chants against him during the game. Um, scoreboard, don't lie. Yeah. So, <sighs> Eastern European fans and racism just sucks. It happens. You may remember Arsenal Wren from the hit fixture in the first leg. 3-1 uh, to Wren. Well, turns out Arsenal got three goals at home and managed to advance. And also Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who was unable to find it after his goal against Manchester United, uh, was able to find the Black Panther mask that he stuck in the goal after he scored and then celebrated with it. And he was like, I feel bad that I didn't use this against Man United, but it was worth it this time. There you go. Slavia Prague beat Sevilla 4-3. Yeah, in added extra time, no less. Um, that result involved uh, Sevilla firing their coach directly afterwards. Isn't that really harsh given how well they were doing at the beginning of the season? Um, it's not incredibly <laughs> harsh given how badly they've done ever since. Sure. Okay. Bundesliga, uh, Dortmund tried everything to throw away this game against Hertha uh, Berlin, which ended 3-2 to Dortmund. Uh, Hertha opened the scoring with Solomon Kalou, who always managed to score against Dortmund. Somehow or the other, uh, Delaney manages to equalize off a deflection, and then uh, Dortmund gives away a penalty to Solomon Kalou, because, hey, why not? Yeah, made it, made it tough on him. Right, exactly. 2-1 the score at the half. Jaden Sancho. Puts in a corner to get uh, Dortmund the equalizer. Zadadu. Axel Zadadu. Best game in football. Get an equalizer. And Marco Royce. Marco Royce, captain of Dortmund, scores an injury time to get the winner in this game. Should be noted that Pulisic did not have a great game this time and found some criticism coming his way from fans. Also should be noted that in a race that's currently being decided by goal differential, Bayern 6 mines 0. Yeah. Dortmund better start hoping to whatever god they worship there in Dortmund that uh, <laughs> Bayern lose and uh, they manage to make up this thing because their race is looking like Bayern's got it in the bag. Leverkusen losing 3-1 to Werder Bremen. Frankfurt beating FC Nuremberg 1-0. And a quick update on the relegation battle, which seems to be just about done and dusted here. Hanover 96 at 14 points, second from bottom. Nuremberg with 13 points at bottom. Uh, a six-point gap, therefore, between Hanover 96 and VfB Stuttgart in the relegation playoff spot. Stuttgart are three points behind Schalke. So, might see something there with the relegation playoff spot, but unclear. La Liga. Barca beat Real Betis 4-1. I hope you didn't Betis against Barca for this game. (sighs) 
Boo. Boo this man. <laughs> if you are listening at your desk, start booing. Your cube mates will understand. Hey, that's not what uh, Batiste fans did to Messi after he scored a hat trick. No, it's not. Because like it, it was a fairly standard goal, a PK, and a, ch- or a free kick, rather, and a chipped Darwin Quintero special. They actually gave him a standing ovation after his third goal. Yes, they did. Real recognized Real. Speaking of which, Real Madrid beat Celta Vigo 2-0 in Zinedine Zidane's second first game in charge of Real Madrid. So, hey, good for them. Bilbao, oh, by the way, I should also mention Gareth Bale uh, looks like he's going to be transferred to oh, yeah. Bayern. Some good noises Gasp. coming up. Bilbao beating Atletico Madrid 2-0. Shock. Yeah, Atletico kind of falling apart past week. Crotch well, diamond gesture. Okay, <laughs> Genoa. Uh, speaking of crush diamond gesture, beat Juve two 0 in Serie A, which is uh, their Juve's first loss of the season. Ronaldo is a fraud, I say. Um, <laughs> Ronaldo was not be a fraud, but yeah, he, else. He, he did not play in this game. Um, I'm going to hold back on that joke. Uh, go read Sam Borden's piece at ESPN, um, essentially detailing why. There hasn't been much discussion of Cristiano Ronaldo's um, rape allegations in Las Vegas, in part because he has avoided every single attempt to be served with the uh, civil proceeding papers. Napoli playing Udinese. This game ending 4-2 to Udinese. However, David Ospina suffering a head injury early in the half. And somehow allow it to stay on before he collapses this happened during halftime. Also to Olympic Lyon keeper Anthony Lopez collapsed on the field of the head injury. Continued to say they played the game. He ended up throwing up in the locker room afterwards and didn't remember the game at all. Yeah. We need better concussion protocol in soccer. Especially these goalkeepers who are being ran at by six foot five strikers and then corners being surrounded by the big center bats and their center bats, all these big, and they're going up with, it's just, it needs to happen where maybe there should be a free sub. If you have a die come off with concussion, that would be good. But that would make sense. Ospina was reported to be awake and talking to his wife in the hospital room. In the Milan Derby, Inter Milan beat AC Milan three, two. And, uh, in some very sad news, New Zealand national futsal team goalkeeper Atta Elayan was among those dead in the Christchurch terror attack over the weekend. So, very sad news there. All right. Uh, with that, it's time for us to end our show because we're running kind of late. So, uh, let's let's tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Olson 716 Also, find me at 351-2900fans.com. Um... Complete Darkness should be out soon. I know I said this every single week, but I really think it'll be out hopefully by the end of the month. Fingers crossed. Um, you can find me at The Attachment. Uh, you can find my writing over at E Pluribus Lunum, as well as TUnitedFans.com. Um, you can also find me on the Minnesota Football Show on Saturday morning nice. at 10 a.m. I will be um, gracing the airwaves then if you can find where it is on your radio dial 
at MN Football Show on Twitter. You can find me at TW United Fans and at Lockstock Spock. That's my personal handle. You find everything we do at TUNitedFans.com. You can find our producer, Nick Rodriguez, and his views on soccer and politics at, at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Always love when you tell your friends about We Call It Soccer, and they can find this show on fine podcast providers everywhere. With that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. See you.